The sense of smell can overwhelm us. If you encounter a perfume, a flower, a food, or a place with a strong scent, it will probably evoke a strong feeling. In this episode, we're going to explore why and how this happens. And judging by the responses we got from our listeners, smell is a powerful force that stirs up memories like soup on the stove. This is the first of a five-part series about our senses, and we begin in this episode of the Grand Life Podcast with a sense of smell because it is the most powerful sense connected to memory. The reason for this is scientific and undeniable. The feelings and memories these smells create are undeniable as well. I'm Emily Morgan. And I'm Mike Morgan. And welcome to The Grand Life. Before we get started with our podcast theme, I just want to say welcome to the new year to those who follow us on a regular basis. The past year was kind of a hard one for many, including us. It consisted of the loss of my dad and the loss of my voice for a while and a break from the podcast and then a reevaluation and a reentry back into it. So it's been kind of a crazy ride. My dad's passing created a whole new situation that has involved like rethinking where we live and how we can best care for my mom. She's not one, even in her advanced age, to think she needs to be cared for. So I will say that has informed some of our recent life-changing decisions. We've talked to you about um, our moving north to be near her and feeling the need for ourselves to be close if she needed us. But in reality, she doesn't really feel that need yet. So instead, we are moving east to Virginia to be close to our daughter and her family and their four children. So on to another set of grands who tell us they believe it's their turn to have us around. <laughs> like they, we've talked to them on the phone and they, they're like, okay, it's our turn now. And we have a role there. Yeah, we, we definitely have, we do. Have, we have a purpose and we have an experienced grandchildren at that age, only younger than that age. So it's going to be great fun. Yeah. Um, the decision was hard, but so much of it Worked out well going forward. So we are moving ahead and looking forward to being near water and pine trees and grands and having very easy access on the Northeast Regional Railroad line to some other grands who are relocating to New York City and my mom who is not far from Boston. So things have kind of fallen into place in a really beautiful way. Time now to talk about our sense of smell. Wow. I mean, you guys all gave us so many things to think about through your comments on our Facebook page. And if you are not following the Grand Life Facebook page, please get on there now and see what so many people have written in response to the question about the sense of smell. Uh, How would you feel about that, Mike? I was like floored. It was uh, the strongest response we've gotten to any of these kinds of requests for listener input on a topic. Yeah, and honestly, we were so grateful because it actually brought back a lot of memories for me too as I read your comments and things I had forgotten. Mike, what about you? Well, I do remember smells uh, from you know my childhood like most people do, but it's a more complicated problem now because while I used to have a sense of smell, I don't have one anymore. <laughs> there was an adverse reaction to a prescription drug about a decade ago that took away my sense of smell. Now... In addition to that, I don't remember things as well as I used to, and that's, yeah. that wasn't a drug thing. That was a just getting Aging. older thing. Yeah. <laughs> so the combination of there being less that I can smell and less that I can remember puts me at a double disadvantage 
in this topic, but but that's just me. Yeah. And you know, there are those of you who might not have a sense of smell. And those of you who are listening who wrote and said you had no living grandparents growing up, so there's also a loss there. But, you know, this podcast is for everyone, and even if you didn't have grandparents and memories around them, I'm assuming you have grandchildren if you're listening to the podcast, and so now's your chance to instill in them some memories through certain scents. There are some of these scents that are going to be unavoidable, inescapable, accidental, right? Yeah, but some can be intentional. We'll see. We'll talk about that. Okay. So let's categorize the aromas from the responses we got. First, cooking and baking smells. So there was fried chicken, soup, bacon, bread. I'm assuming homemade bread, molasses cookies, sticky cinnamon buns, chicken and dumplings, ginger snaps. Do you have any memories of smells, Mike? Uh, deep fried things because I grew up in the South and a few times a week we would always have either fried chicken or fried chicken livers or something like mm-hmm. that. And your grandmother, it, that was from your grandmother's house as well? Uh, yeah, her, she was she was a little more interested in baked goods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, so I, I think of my grandparents, you know, I don't really, I, I'm trying to think if I smell. I remember the smell of not cooking with my grandmother. I'll tell you later. It, well, it doesn't even actually fit in any of these categories because it's like a hairspray. I think it was Aquanet, so I kind of remember that hairspray smell. Um, The next category kind of fits with that smell. Perfume and cologne or lotion. So there was Old Spice, White Shoulders, White Linen, Noxzema, Blue and Gold Bottle of Vaseline Lotion, Pond's Cold Cream, Lady Esther Cold Cream. I love all these specifics that people wrote. Jurgen's and almond-scented Jergens, Lander's Hand Cream. Don't remember that one. No, Rose Water, mm-hmm. and Evening in Paris Pet Perfume. So those were fascinating to me. And I don't, I, you know, I, I think it's great that, that whoever, these people who wrote in, they have very specific things. Now, white shoulders was what my mother wore. So I do, I associate that with my mother. But my grandmother, I don't know what they were, I don't know what they were wearing. I don't remember the perfumes they were wearing or the colognes with my grandfather's. Do you? I used to know the cologne my mother wore, but I've forgotten it. Yeah. But maybe if you smelled it, like if somebody went by and they smelled like that, you, it would just take bring your memory back. But of course you can't smell, so that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next group of scents has to do with nature, the good and the bad. So somebody wrote manure, um, mint being processed. That 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 kind of made me wonder what that mean. Mint being processed. Maybe they lived. Their dad had a farm with mint that they processed. Logs, cedar logs in a wood stove. Rust, musty, dirty smell like a musty cellar smell or or basement smell. smell. Lily of the valley flowers, pond smell, and lilacs. And two of those really brought back memories for me. So Michael's grandmother lived, she had a house with honeysuckle behind her in her yard. And I remember that whenever I smell honeysuckle, I think of her. And then the pond smell was so interesting because it brought back for me the memory of my grandparents' cabin on a lake and the smell of lily pads, which have a very specific smell to me. Anyway, it did to me. Hmm. So yeah, if I smelled that, I would probably think of... Their uh, cottage on the lake. So from the farm that I grew up on, the smell that I really remember is corn dust. 
mm. to which I was quite allergic and always sent, sent me into sneezing fits. But, you know, we, we would uh, have corn delivered, you know, uh, feed corn mm-hmm. uh, put in big bins. And whenever it would be poured into that, clouds of corn dust would go everywhere. Yeah. Well, no one wrote anything about, it was interesting, nobody wrote anything about dogs or cats because they all have a sense of, you know, they, they have a smell that when you go into a house that somebody has a dog or a cat. And uh, nobody mentioned that, but I think that's very a, a very clear smell for some people. My guess is that it's not tied to grandparents as much as it is one's own experiences maybe as a child having, yeah, having house pets. That's true. Pets. If you don't have ha- house pets and you go into somebody's house, a grandparent's house who has pets, your house... That does smell different, I think. Yeah, the smell is probably not the greatest of your worries. <laughs> if, you, if you didn't have them growing up, you're probably terrified of getting <laughs> getting pushed over by a big dog at grandma's house. <laughs> Maybe. Um, tobacco is the next one. Pipes, cigarettes, and cigars. And Mike, what did you what did we get? There's the smell of cherry pipe tobacco, which is really strong and really sweet and distinctive. Mm-hmm. There's Prince Albert in a can, bless his heart, <laughs> which which you thought was limited to a telephone joke right. to, to the local drugstore. Yes. <laughs> no idea there was really something called Prince Albert in a can. You know, the whole idea of, do you have Prince Albert in a can? Well, why didn't you let him out? So that was kind of funny. You didn't do that phone call prank, did you? I think I did. Oh, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> and then uh, pell-mells. Yeah, which I guess have a distinctive smell. Yeah. Candy was the next category. Licorice and peppermint in particular. Yeah. Uh, the ones that uh, the ones that have the really strong scents. Yeah, the red and white peppermints. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. My grandmother uh, on one side used to have butterscotch um, candy. And so when I eat a butterscotch or I smell a butterscotch Mm -hmm. I often think about her Um, we got liquor yeah there was a particular bourbon whiskey that somebody cited J.W. Dant is one that I don't know anything about yeah I looked it up I googled it Mm. it's still around and uh, but the funny part about that was and you can see this if you get on Grand Life Facebook page but she said her grandmother had the spoon and the bottle like in her it sounded like in her dresser. In her like nightstand. In her nightstand or something right. or on her bureau. And she would just, you know, spoon some a little bit each. For medicinal she purposes <laughs> No, only. she didn't say medicinal purposes. Oh, I'm, I'm adding <laughs> you're that. Mad, yeah. You're making that up. Yeah. <laughs> the next group is cleaning materials. Yeah. And so one person said comet, which has a very distinctive smell, and mothballs, which I, I, I can get that. I get that. Some... Places still smell like that. Some grandparents' houses. My grandparents combined cedar-lined closets with mothballs. They oh. must have had just terrible problems with moths, or they just wanted to be super careful. Yeah, that's a lot. And lastly, oh well, not almost lastly, medicine like Hall's cough drops, A535 cream. I don't know if any of you listeners are familiar with that, but it's kind of like. It's a it's a muscle cream. It's kind of like Ben Gay, and somebody else wrote Ben Gay. Why did nobody mention Vicks Vapor Rub? Oh, you know what? I thought about that. That uh, is interesting because that was very common and so distinctive. Nothing mm-hmm. smells like that. Yeah, and it's comforting. Yeah. People still use it. Yeah. Um, and then the last three didn't really fit into any specific category, but it was kerosene, 
um, keys, which is funny. Somebody said that grandparents smelled like key, which is, I understand that smell. I can't even describe it. What would you compare it to? I don't know. It's like metal. It's a metal-y smell. And then coffee, which I think you would, uh, my 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 parents' house smells like coffee. So um, it did always often have that smell. Yep. So our Facebook Grand Life Podcast fans added some beautifully written thoughts as well. So this is on the other Facebook page called Grand Life Podcast Fans, and they took a little more time when they explained. So we're going to just read those out to you so you can hear what they had to say. The dry, dusty smell of eucalyptus from when we visited them in Southern California. Motor oil for Grampy and ginger ale for Nana. For the other grandparents, cigars and fresh-cut roses. Wrigley's peppermint gum, kitchen aromas, one specific memory of a soft-boiled egg on white toast. I smell the toast. My other grandma died when I was three, so no smell memories. My one grandpa never remarried, and his house smelled musty. He lived alone for almost 40 years, but he owned a TV, which we did not have. Did it have a smell? I actually think it did, as it got warm in its wooden cabinet. Chocolate cookies with chocolate glaze, fresh squeezed lemonade, cherry pie. The combined smell of anise, nutmeg, cloves, ginger, cinnamon, butter, and flour. When she was sewing, it was the smell of mothballs that kept her fabric and sewing materials in good condition. For Grandpa, it was tractor grease and Kansas dust, a smell from his overalls, so many memories of riding slash driving the tractor with him. For my other grandpa, the smell of oil and grease from his tool and dye shop. We had so many great responses. So let's think about all of them for a minute. They are often tied to things that don't really exist anymore, or at least aren't experienced as much anymore. A homemade food. Wood stoves, like wood-burning stoves. We have gas fireplaces now. Perfume, which is interesting because perfume and cologne, um, I think, were were widely worn in you know, our grandparents' age. But as we have tried to become a little more sensitive to people's allergies or senses of smell, we're asked not to wear perfume for certain things. So many people don't wear perfume anymore, and they don't have like a signature perfume. So I think that might tie into the lack of response I got when I asked what smell do you think will jog your own grand's memories of you? Well, that is flipping it on its head, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure that we're as aware of how we smell in ways that are unique or maybe signatures for us. We'd almost have to have somebody to tell us what our signature smell is. Maybe. I mean, we got cookies baking and a fire pit. Lavender and essential oils, soup on the stove. I mentioned perfume for me. Somebody else mentioned bacon. But why do you think the lack of response? Well, I don't know. Maybe maybe after they answered their own experiences, they were tired of giving answers and didn't want to didn't want to flip it around on <laughs> in the other way. It is harder. Yeah, I mean, it it's harder. harder. I think it's harder to look at yourself objectively and think, "What do I smell like?" or "What smells would I bring to the table?" No pun intended. So I think. Though, I think it's deeper than that. There are studies that show that Americans are kind of obsessed with neutralizing smell. 
we're a culture that doesn't like smells. So we use Febreze, candles, purifiers, anything to eradicate what we consider nasty odors. We have strong deodorant, even for parts of our body that are supposed to smell, and might even contribute to finding a mate. And how long have we had those strong deodorants? Really? Not that long. Not that long. It was, what, middle 20th century? Yeah. So guys smelled until 1950 Not just guys, women, everybody smelled. I mean, there were all sorts of smells that we have eradicated over the last hundred years. Let me just mention to you a um, quote from a magazine, an article in TZR by Natalie Lozinski. It's the perception of a potential partner's body odor can subconsciously help one decide if they're attracted to them or not. When you're attracted to someone, you're more likely to be drawn to their smell. Some say that we release pheromones, oxytocin, also referred to as love hormones, when there's an attraction, causing one to be drawn to someone's smell. Now, I know that doesn't necessarily connect to grandparents since they're talking about sexual attraction, but in general, we all have smells. Your grandparents had a certain smell. Think about the scene in a movie in which a relative dies, and afterwards, a survivor goes into their clothes closet just to inhale that smell from their clothes in order to vividly remember them. What are we doing? We're covering up all of that in our culture. We are literally getting rid of the good with the bad. Right. Yeah, it's so interesting. Because sense of a smell is different from the rest of the senses, according to articles that I read, due to the fact that it's processed first by the limbic system, which is the same part of the brain responsible for our memory recall, which is fascinating. So what they're trying to say in this article that I read was that we think we smell with our nose, but actually we smell with our brain. So what does this mean for us and our grands who we hope will experience a smell that jogs their memory of us? Well, I'm not answering that question really, just suggesting we think about it and talk about it. When you finish listening to this podcast and take that home with you and think about it and talk with people around your table, um, what smells are there left for us to embrace in our culture? And how can you pierce the veil of our scent-neutralized society. You know, from what I'm learning, I'm going to make sure I wear the same perfume every time I see the kids. That's one thing I want to make sure I do. I'm going to make food that they will associate with me, and I'm going to buy some hand cream. I think this is the biggest thing I took out of it that I like, and rub it on their sweet little hands every time I see them, just to give them that. It actually works for touch and for smell, but I want to do that. So those are the very simple things that I want to make sure that I do. Now, what about you, Mike? There are activities that I do with our grandchildren that have smells associated with them. And I hadn't really thought about it before, but I make sure when we do that, that they experience that smell. And the number one thing is actually the smell of gunpowder, because that's essentially what model rocket engines are made of. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a safe way to use it, but mm-hmm. the, the smell is similar and it's very distinctive. And so I always make sure that they get a chance to put their little noses close to a cooled off, but still highly aromatic model rocket engine. Yeah. You know, it was just a couple of weeks ago when we uh, interviewed a preschool teacher talking to her about the the lived experiences of our grandchildren in the public schools. Mm-hmm. 
And we ended the interview by asking her the question about what are the kinds of things that we can do as grandparents to kind of help that situation. Here's what she said. When your grandchildren are with you, having them cook or bake with you, having them, um, you know, I remember hanging clothes out on the line to dry with my grandmother and the conversation we would have during that, um, you know, grocery shopping with her. So I think it just comes back to when they're with you, the things that they will remember are the time spent and the, the things that you taught them or the things that you said you know, take the screens away while they're with you. Because I do think a lot of grandparents didn't have that growing up and didn't have that with their own children. So do what you know, and, you know, really spend that quality time talking with and doing things with those children. So there's a lot to process from this episode, and I hope it helps you think about the sense of smell in a new way in relation to your grands. I have a favor to ask. Take a look at the Grand Life Podcast Facebook page or the fans of the Grand Life Podcast Facebook page and follow us and comment. I'll be posting another question for next week's episode, and we'd love it if you would continue the dialogue with us about the five senses. In the next episode, we'll be talking about sound. What sounds do you associate with your grandparents? And what sounds do you imagine your grands will associate with you? When it comes to these episodes, we kind of have to depend on all of you. And then we'll process grandparenting together here on The Grand Life. I'm Emily Morgan. And I'm Mike Morgan. And thanks for joining us in Living The Grand Life. <laughs>